Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. If you're obsessed with your partner's cum, that's a good thing. And if you're not, there's a reason. I think I know what those reasons are. I've actually done some research into the scientific points of this. So we're going to get into that. So the positioning that you're talking about is important. And also, I think if we just kind of reverse it and think about when a guy just does the same thing every time over and over and you're like, when is he going to be done? Like, I can't. Right to the next thing, the main event. I've just got my first dildo. Like, do you think I'm actually like went from dildo to doing a woman? <laughs> Hello, baby steps. So I don't want people to think that getting their girl digmatized is casual. Okay, it's not casual. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Merry Christmas, everybody. I am so excited to be sharing Christmas with you. I hope you're having a great day. I hope it's filled with lots of love, friends, family. And thank you for listening to me on Christmas. I have part two of Merry Dickmas, (laughs) which is really just a Christmas celebration about dicks. There we go. Because I love them. Like, isn't this the best Christmas gift you could actually give? (laughs) You're stopping, you're stalking stuff with talk. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, that was bad. Sorry, guys. Well, I want to get right into it. I don't want to take too long. We're going to have a bunch of great episodes. We've got episode 136, I Crave Your Cum, episode 156, Legendary Blowjobs, episode 206, Dick Picky, and episode 232, Make Her Worship Your Cock, which that wasn't out very long ago, but I decided to kind of throw that back in there. And this is just really kind of my tribute, my special tribute to penises. Men all over the world, I love your penises. To all the dick pickers that I don't want, here's a special tribute to you. Without dick picking me, you don't have to dick pick me. I already love dicks. I love cock. I love everything about that part of a man. It's masculine, it's hot, it's sexy. And over the years, I've done several episodes. There's quite a few. And this is just part two of, you know, some of the bigger mentions or focus on a man's penis, his cock, how to give it pleasure from a female perspective, just really how to enjoy it, get into it, not only for him, but for yourself, because it's such a huge turn on. So I hope that these episodes kind of get everybody there. And men, I know you love, I know you love a woman just talking about your dick and how she wants to worship it and all that. So this is kind of like, it's the two-way Christmas present, right? For men and for women, it's a gift that keeps on giving. All right, guys. Well, again, Merry Christmas. And we got some, I've got some really great surprises coming for into the new year. I'm going to be revealing my sex bucket list. 
So you don't want to miss that. And there's one other big surprise coming. I'm not even going to say what it is. I'm not even letting the cat out of the bag yet, but I'm super, super excited about it. All right, guys. Well, just know lots of love. I really, really love and appreciate every one of you. And right now, I just hope you're having a great day. And as always, I would love your feedback. You want to leave me a Christmas message? You want to tell me Merry Christmas? You can. Go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. Click on the pink tab on the right-hand side and let it rip. All right. Much love. Merry Christmas. So this episode is, you know, is just why I'm obsessed with your cum or why I'm not obsessed with your cum. I think you need to, I want guys to pay attention to this. I want women to pay attention to this. If you're obsessed with your partner's cum, that's a good thing. And if you're not, there's a reason. I think I know what those reasons are. I've actually done some research into the scientific points of this. So we're going to get into that, but I want to know, like, you know, there's just certain things about it, like the smell, the taste. I mean, it turns me on. There's, you could send me a video, you know, of you jacking off. And if I'm with you and you're my partner, like it's going to make me crazy, like just crazy. And when I see it and just the way it's coming out and overflowing over your shaft and down your hand. I mean, oh, <laughs> this stuff is hot. Okay. And, and, and uh, the converse of that I'll say is there's times where I get it. And it's like, I'm like from the wrong person. I'm like, oh, I mean, like, I'm like, that's just that's nothing for me. So I've asked myself over time, well, why is this? And I've talked about it on podcasts and I'm like, Oh man, I mean, like there's times where it's hot and there's times where it's not. So I really, what I want to do in this podcast is I'm going to break it down. I'm going to, I'm going to start to break it down. And I did a little research. I think I have some reason behind it because I don't actually fully understand what makes me a cum slut for one guy and not at all for someone else. But I think I, over the years, like slowly kind of formulated some ideas about that. And I have some scientific research to back that up. You can take it as you like, but I think it'll be helpful because it may explain some things for you. And I hope, you know, that's always what I want to do is just, is be, I want to be a sexual turn on, but I also want to be, you know, sparking ideas and giving you those light bulb moments about your sex life. You're like, oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Because <laughs> through my exper experimentation, that's what I've had. Okay. So here we go. Why do I prefer some men's come in me versus others? And why do I feel like, why do I feel like some guys, I'm happy, like, come in that condom. I, you know, I don't care what you do with it. Throw it in the fucking garbage. Versus why do I want, why do I want some other guys, like, come in me, like, or on me? Like, just, like, if it's on me, I'm going to lick it up. Like, I don't want it wasted. There's this whole, I think there's this whole biology to it. And when you're come, let me break this down for guys. When your come matters to a woman, she craves it. Like mentally, physically, she wants it. She's, doesn't, you coming out, coming on her, on her body is hot. That's always going to be hot. Anything to do with your cum will always be hot. If a woman craves your cum, it will always be hot, no matter what, where you put it and what you do with it. But secretly, her ultimate desire is that cum is in her. It's the hottest of hot. It's the most primal, animalistic thing. So 
you know, if she's just like, don't come in me, pull out. These are little indicators. Like, she's not that crazy about your cum. Later on, I'll get into the biological reasons for this, but I'm just telling you, like, I've always wondered, like, why? Why with some guys am I more prone to wanting their cum in me than other guys? Because it doesn't make sense. Like, you could, it doesn't, if you put this on paper, it won't line up. It won't, it won't always line up. It could just be, why does this guy turn me on to no end when there's like no way I, on paper, on paper, I'm saying like, I'm putting this in air marks on paper. So on paper could mean he makes a million dollars a year. You know, he's got private jets. He flies me here. He flies me, whatever it is, you know, or just he's, He's the bigger fish, you know, like type of thing, like the businessman, the, there's a success level, whatever those markers are, right? I don't know what they are. I'm just throwing some ideas out there. But then you could have like the bad boy who's in a band, you know, that doesn't have two pennies to rub together. And you're just like, your pussy's fucking crazy for that cum. I mean, like you're, you're like, what the fuck is this? This is not my ideal. this this doesn't fit my box. This doesn't go where I want it to. And these are the things I think that women, you know, have to kind of like rectify and understand. And I think the more that we can, I think there's biology involved. I'm telling you, like, I just want to provide a reasonable explanation for this because I've been there, been there, done that. But I think there's a biology, a drive, a chemical thing behind why all this happens. And like I said, I've I've done a little research. I'm going to get to that. You know, you can debunk this all you want, but I think women will tell you like they just sometimes they crave a certain man's cum. And, you know, I've often thought, what the fuck is the reason behind this? So let's get into it. Okay. You know how you struggle with why am I so turned on by another guy and not, you know, another man. And I think what's going on Honestly, it's just, this is, this is years of biology, genetics, evolution, just this crazy animalistic desire and, and primal desires. And I, I can't find any other explanation for it. When I look at the men that really, really, really just make me crazed out of my mind and they're like where I always want them coming inside me. And you can't always come inside somebody. That's boring. Like every time you finish, you come inside her. If you're with somebody and you're sexually adventurous and exploring, you, you'll you do other things. It'll be on your tits, on your clit, on around your pussy, on your, you know, on your face. I don't, not so much. It's funny. I don't, so I don't like it on my face as much, but well, again, with the right person, like if I like your cum, I'm okay with it. Okay, guys. So that was episode 136. I crave your cum. I'm telling you, it's a real thing. Like when you're into a guy, oh my gosh, it's so hot. You just, this is like everything about his, when you're into a guy, look, everything about his dick is hot. Okay. Everything, the shape, the the size, the smell, the swell, (laughs) the hardness and the cum. Oh, the cum. Oh my gosh. It's the best. It's such a turn on. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Just to be filled and have it on you and knowing that you can get him rock hard and that he wants to fill you up with it. Oh, 
so freaking primal. I love it. All right, now we're on to episode 156, which is all about giving good blowjobs. So this is the series I did with Hadusa on legendary blowjobs. And this was very fun. There's two parts. I'm including episode 156, which is part two. Give it a listen. You're going to want to go back and listen to the previous episode, which was 154, which is when I did the first part. So uh, she's got some great techniques, really, really loves what she does. She's into it, guys. So you're going to get a lot out of this. If you haven't listened to those two, definitely worth a listen. All right, here we go. Yes, I love it. It's so passionate. It's like, I'm like, putting on my, okay you you're in so it. yes yeah. i'm in it to win it i am okay. i am and with the straw suck i choose the eyes with that technique since you're sucking up and down the dick literally like a straw the actual speed is usually done on a slower tempo a slower pace mm-hmm. which gives you the chance to use your eyes to stare into the receiver's eyes of that, just that passionate look that, yes, I am owning this, that look. Yeah. And it just makes the experience more passionate, yes. more intimate, yeah. hotter, steamier. I love it. So with that one, I would say the eyes. The next technique is the bobbing for dick one, which is the bobbing for apples. And with this one, I choose the neck, actually, because as I previously mentioned, this technique is that bobbing for apples. Now, when you bob for the apples, though, yes, you catch the apple with your mouth, but you also have to have your neck angled the right way, as well as a good amount of leverage in your neck in order for your mouth to actually be effective. Like your neck comes before the mouth. So now (laughs) with doing this technique, Yeah. On the dick. Think of the movement of your neck like a hammer going up and down and you're consistently using just enough softness, yet a good amount of pressure to still go up and down the dick and let it slide out your mouth. So it's kind of like a jackhammer, but you're not like pounding it because that doesn't feel good. I don't think so. But, you know, just having that that torque is that yeah Yeah, we're both just just, just, like rocking back and forth yes my head is i'm following you (laughs) yeah so really like that's hilarious but Yeah. So really just with that, just having that looseness in your neck. And then the last one that I demonstrated, the spin cycle, the washing machine one, I'm going to cheat with this one because I'm going to choose two. I couldn't decide. So with this one, the neck, and then you can use both of your hands or you can just use one of your hands. And this technique is one of the classics that is a go-to move for so many of us. Like when I got on NSFW Twitter, so many people were doing this one. And I was like, what is a term that I can actually call this where everybody's like, oh yeah, okay. And I would say the neck is important because the more nimble or the more flexible that your neck actually is, the better you're able to effectively perform the technique and get that 360 degree motion around the dick. And I would say for this one, if you have a tight neck or a stiff neck, you know, just do some circles and just loosen it up. Do some shoulder rolls, you know, like you're... So just like be loose. That's just the point. You want to be relaxed. You want to be loose because it's like if you go one way and you're like my neck, uh, I can't. You don't. You don't want that to happen. So now when it comes to your hands, using one, using both. I like to use two. I don't know if you know the porn star Superhead. 
she came up with this technique and she uses the two hands and it's like you're twisting it and then it's like with that i love using hands by the way because it's like you don't necessarily have to have as much dick in your mouth you have it mainly in your hands so if your mouth is getting tired it's a long session or a longer session and you're like man like i'm tired you can just supplement with your hands but I don't necessarily always use two hands. I would say more so just using one hand, starting off with that one and then switching, you know, just to give it like a different newness to that technique that you're doing. And I would say when it comes to using your hands, you don't have, like I said, you don't have to go as deep on the dick and it just gives it that different stimulation because by using your hands, it's a different feeling than just with your mouth alone. And with the spin cycle technique specifically, the wetter the dick is, the better because it really just helps you glide with your mouth and glide with your hands. Yeah, this is awesome. Okay, so what are the most common mistakes to avoid in giving head? Yes, I love this question. And the first one I want to say is that headspace. Getting into the right headspace. That mental space, I know it's not highlighted enough, Layla, so I'm going to keep on saying it over and over and over again. It's so important to be in that mental space because you want to effectively and authentically suck dick. You don't want to suck it like that robotic type of thing. You just want it to really be just authentic, like I said. And that's just not being in the right headspace is a huge mistake. And I believe at the point that you're not in the right headspace, you just shouldn't do it. Just be like, hey, you know, I just need time right now or let me go get prepared or something so you can just really get into that space. Now, as far as like the physical sucking goes, I say doing the same technique for a period of time during the session can actually feel good at first. But if that one specific technique is done for too long, it can actually desensitize the dick, making it numb, which can lead to him either becoming unfocused during the session or even worse, him not being able to climax or finish from that head alone. And I'd really say experimenting with and performing the different techniques from volume two of the official blowjob handbook series, being able to effortlessly transition from one technique to another is important. And some people, the follow-up question I usually get is, well, how do I know when to switch? How do I know when it's the time to actually do that? And the best way that I can really answer that is for you to just be in flow, not only with yourself, but with the person's dick that you're sucking as well. If he looks like he's falling asleep, Layla, or if he looks super disinterested, then it's time to switch it up versus when he's making those different, I call them like blissful faces. He's making those different sounds Mm -hmm. or he's squirming around like you're like, stay still. I know it feels so good. Then you know you can stay with that technique for some time. Just keep in mind that since it's your experience that you're creating, you're actually in control of it. And it's your duty to make it that one-of-a-kind experience each and every session that you do. So it's kind of like an intuitive type of thing. You have to be, you have to be really aware and in tune with not only yourself, but with the dick that you're sucking. And I would say also to build on that point I just made. Another common mistake I'd say is doing the same thing over and over again in the same positions from session to session to the point where all of the excitement, all of the thrill is just sucked out of the experience. You don't want it to get to the point where he's timing you on how long you're going to do a specific technique and he knows what's coming next. That's like super 
no. freaking boring. You know what I'm saying? So add some variety to the different dick sucking techniques. One of the aspects I speak about in volume two, outside of the techniques and finishing moves themselves, are actually different positions, which I touched on when I was demonstrating. There are different positions that you can experiment with to just mix everything up. So one of them is called like, well, it's not called a specific thing, but it's like with him standing and you kneeling. So that's an option. Him sitting in a chair, you in front of him on your knees, him laying down, you in front of him between his legs, laying side by side, just to name a few, but there are more in volume two. So that positioning is important as well. And then also, I did touch on this beforehand, but also those different nuances that you can add to the dick sucking techniques and finishing moves, like changing up the temperature, using or not using your hands, the eye contact, yeah. the level of the depth that you have, the wetness. These all can be adjusted within each technique that you do each and every time you suck dick. So yes, at the end of the day, technically they are the same techniques. However, the execution of them are different each and every time. So it adds that variety to it. Right, because you can be at a, just a slightly different angle using the same technique and you're going to get a different result. Exactly. So the positioning that you're talking about is important. And also, I think if we just kind of reverse it and think about when a guy just does the same thing every time over and over and you're like, when is he going to be done? Like, I can't right now. To the next thing, the main event or whatever. All right. That's, so it's not a put down. It's just, it's the way it is. People get bored with monotony. And so we're, if you really want to be good at doing this, and I assume everybody listening does, you know, then you have to kind of give it some thought. I think a lot of times people should maybe shy away from wanting to have kind of like a playbook, but I think that's what makes you a good lover is that you have, you're innovative. You're putting thought into it. You're actually coming to it with like, Hey, I thought about this all day and this is what I'm going to do to you. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. You. All right. This next episode is called Dick Picky. And this is episode 206. I think there's just this misconception. And this is why I think I did this episode. You know, there's just this misconception about women just wanting a guy's dick just because you have a dick. And this is why I don't like dick pics. And this is why I just don't like the assumption. I get a lot of people that reach out to me and they're just the assumption that because I'm sex positive and that I like to have sex, that I'm going to have sex with just anybody. <laughs> like It's the craziest thought that just because a woman likes sex, that she's going to share her body and herself with just anybody. That is more... If you want someone that's not dick picky, go to a professional. You can pay somebody for that privilege. Not me, because that's not the type of things I engage in. Nothing against women that do. That's their prerogative. But there's, you know, we're in this weird realm where women like myself, let's say, I love dicks. I love men. I love everything masculine. It just turns me on. I am extremely open and loved experiment. But then oddly enough, there's just this group of individuals who assume that that just means that I'm open to anybody. No, 
it's not like that. So that's what dick picky is all about. And it also just goes into, you know, because I'm dick picky, this is why when I really, if I pick your dick, (laughs) a dick picky woman that picks your dick, she's into it. All right. So give a listen. I have my friend Sir Inc. on this episode. It's very fun. It's a long one. I'm just giving you a little outtake from it. Go back and listen to the whole thing again. Like I said, it's episode 206, Dick Picky. Okay, here we go. And I was just, I don't know if I was getting out of the shower. Yeah, I was just getting out of the shower. I knew it was coming over. I was just getting out of the shower. And so I said, hey, would you get the door? I'm, let me, you know, I'm going to throw some clothes on. So I, he, she got the door and then I came around the corner and, you know, pulling clothes over me and he had painted this story in his mind that we had been fooling around. And she was actually the friend that gave me when I was 25, gave me my first ever dildo. uh, I'd never had a dildo and she gave me a dildo. I was a late bloomer. And she gave me a, you know, at the time, like Mr. Bunny was like super popular. Right. I mean, all girls, that's like their starter go-to dildo. Right. So she gave me a Mr. Bunny and He wanted me to throw it away. He didn't want me to use it. Then one night we were watching G.I. Jane. Okay. And I said, I said, damn, look at her body. Oh my God. You know, I'm like, she's so hot. And he's, that was all it took. And then then he just hit me with, are you bisexual? And I was like, what? Did something happen with you and your friend that time when I came over? And I was like, were you in the middle of like, like if he interrupted us having sex, I was like, right. no fucker. I knew you were coming over a right. B I've just got my first dildo. Like, do you think I'm actually like went from dildo to doing a woman? <laughs> Hello, baby steps. And, right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, I couldn't believe it. And it was, and he was just like absolutely jealous out of his mind about it. Uh And that was a first encounter with that. And then along the way, there's been times when men have said the same thing, like, and more openly, because they're more, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, they'll say, yeah, you know, like, I would worry about you more with a woman than another guy. And I'm like, really? Because I think it's the, goes to the bi, speaks to that bisexual man thing. It's like, I don't, I'm not going to form a romantic attachment to a female i could just right. want to have that sexually erotic experience, experience with her it's right, the ex- right. i just want the experience i don't right when it's all said and done like i'm not going to be right. i don't want to cuddle her like ew i mean right. like no 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 this is all wrong you know like right right you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's very strange we, it is very strange and to have the conversation can't get a little like, I didn't know you thought like that. You know, like, or man, you need to up your cable package. I don't know what you've been watching, but the I'm world is a lot more vast. <laughs> you, just, you need to get different cable services. Who's watching Cause cable? There's <laughs> such a big world out here going on. You better pay attention to some of these shows because it's going down out here. Where the fuck are you that you're still watching cable? That's all I got to ask. You first, know, first of people. all, yeah. Yeah. Everything's on YouTube and apps. Yes. Yes. Everything is streaming now. We're not like actually on a, you know, on a cable. So we were saying we were going to talk about, we were going to share some dating stories. Okay. 
So I'm, yeah, I mean, obviously I came from California, Florida, and I have been back in the trenches. I'm back where I very first began with the Curious Girl Diaries, where I'm cranking up the machine. I'm working my method. I'm boom, boom, boom. You know, it's like, okay, we chat, we talk on the phone, we do a meet and greet, and it's either it's go or no. And yeah, so I've had some interesting meet and greets and I was actually supposed to have a a go tomorrow, but I have to push it back till Thursday. Yeah. So hopefully I'll be getting down on Thursday. (laughs) All right. Now, when you say getting down, you going all the way or this is just we meet all the way, baby. When I say getting down, it's getting down like James Brown. Meeting. It's going to be meet and eat. He's going to be eating something. That's for damn sure. Right. He's right. been telling me his, he, he's been telling me what his pussy eating game's all about. I'm like, yeah. Oh, he's been baking a cookie. Okay. He's been he's, selling tickets. He to says, the show. okay. He says it's like really something to write home about. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to find out. And he says he has a big dick. <sighs> okay. A big one. Mike. Okay. I mean, we all think it's big. Every guy thinks his dick is big. Every guy is proud yes. of his dick. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and I Seriously. love you guys. I love you guys for that. But they're not, I mean, really, ultimately, right. women, we are the ultimate judges of that. Since yes, we're, we're we're the dick picky connoisseurs. <laughs> the dick picky connoisseurs. So how has it been dating Southern men or being in the South now? Yeah. It's way I love different because it. it's... You went from California, liberal, health conscious California to straight conservative Southern, and they're not exactly on a health conscious all the way. So how has that been? Yeah. How has that? How's that been dating wise? Is that is that different or what? Not. I mean, I yes, a little bit, a little bit, but I'm sort of used to it. I mean, I've dated guys that were Southern and total freaking carnivores. I mean, I'm finding the men in Florida very friendly, very just hospitable. And I like that. You know what I mean? I, I find them more straightforward. Okay. And nothing against, of course, I love California men. I love men in right. general, <laughs> but I just felt like, I don't want to say, see, I don't want to label anything, but it just, it seemed like a lot of the guys didn't know how to hunt. They didn't know how to pursue a woman. And I don't, I find that the East Coast guys don't have a problem with it at all. They're just like, right. they come after you. And they do it in in a polite, charming way, but they're definitely on their game. Whereas I think sometimes what I would encounter is sometimes the California guys would just almost get lost in like stepping over their own two feet. Like they didn't know. And not, and you know, again, not everybody, but it was, it did happen enough where it was like, I'm making myself, I'm like, okay, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yes. And then they wouldn't move it forward. I need a man who can move it forward. And I don't mean sexually when we get in the room. I mean that too, but I just mean the day. I mean, all the stuff before that, the process Mm -hmm. part, they, you know, were like slow to pull the trigger. It was like, I mean, at that point, I'm someone else has got my attention. You're dust. You're in my review. You know, like I don't have time. Like I'm right. 
doing this quickly and efficiently, not, I'm not just like, do, 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 you know, lollygagging through it. So, right. right. Yeah. So I think that's to me. What about you for women? Do you find a difference? Oh, so I think online is is tougher, even though that's the primary source of dating for people now. But I yeah. still find just meeting people and for the first time and engaging them at a you know somewhere out or whatever. I think that's better for engagement, as far as like how to move forward because you get to meet a person, they get to see you, you get to smell you, I guess to a, to a degree. If you're out, you know you might have some cologne on. That really works well. But the online is so crazy because. People are getting so much attention online that if you don't speak to a person one day, that could turn into a week. And then next thing you know, you're kind of out of rhythm. And and it's sort of like pick up and throw away today with online. So for me, I think actually meeting people, I think that for me as a guy would be better to actually meet someone and not it be online. Online is for a guy. If you had to go out here and try to talk to 10 women and get two or three of them. okay. but online, you probably really have to up that number to like 20. Yeah, I, that's what I think. So we're on the same page. So like I want to very quickly move it from just, okay, we connected online, but very quickly they got to I got to get them in the funnel. It's like, okay, right. so that means we're going to chat back and forth very quickly. Then it's, let me give you my burner number. <laughs> right. Because right. I, I use, I use. I use burner, you know, I'm like, I don't give my real phone number in the beginning. And right. let me give you my burner number. Then we can text. And right. the texting is only to just, we're going to set up a meet and greet. I want to very quickly right. move to meet. I'm not going to type out my whole fucking story. Well, first I want to hear your voice on the phone very briefly. Right. So I want to get you onto burner, have a quick conversation on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to set up a time to meet. And the meeting is, there's no pressure. I don't expect anything from you. You don't expect anything from me. It's not going to, I don't go there under the assumption that we're going to go leave that place and that location and go fuck. No, I'm just going there to establish whether or not you're fuckable. And if you're fuckable, then once we do that, once we meet, then we will fuck we, if we like each right. other. If we both are in agreement and we we like get the got the vibe, then we'll hash out the details and and make it happen, and we'll set up a time and place and go for it. So, so for so for guys, you're like one out of fifteen women that a guy might talk to. But for the most part, all of the women they want to at my age in your late forties, women want to settle down unless you're trying to talk to someone in their 20s then someone in their 20s this is about what you can do for them right right because our culture here in america now if you go somewhere else a 25 year old will definitely be might be into you into you but here it's about what you can do for them and that seems to be a fair exchange for the age difference but more so women in my generation my era they want a woman anywhere between five years. I might even go 10 years younger than me or anywhere above me wants to be in a relationship. Most women I've come across, they all want to be in a relationship and they want mm-hmm. that to progress fast. And it's not like they're wholly desperate, but they don't more than likely I've run across young ladies who have taken themselves out of the sexual dating game and they're back. Some of them back in church. And some of them are just, I'm just holding out till I find a guy. I'm tired of dealing with dude after dude, and I'm looking for the one. Yeah. 
and that turns into all kinds of other stuff. But so right. that's my dating experience. So if I want a, a quick hookup, it's at the point where now I'd probably rather just pay for it. I'd rather just go online to one of those escort services yeah. and pay for what I want. I'm going to get the look, I'm going to get the feel, and I'm going to get the dating experience I want. If I just want sex. Right. I'd rather just pay for it. I don't think there's anything anyway. wrong with that, quite frankly. Yeah, taking a woman out to dinner and all that love. and rope, You know, I'm just saying if all I wanted was a hookup. So for yeah. women, it's easier because men want to have sex, right? And a woman that wants to have sex is like, fucking great. We can get this started whenever you're ready. But mm-hmm. women, you know what they say, men control relationships, women control sex. And so women wager when they get a little bit more in their 30s into their 40s, they wager the sex for what they want out of, the, out of their dating experience. All right. So here is the last segment. This is episode 232. Make her worship her cock. This is probably, it's a short episode, guys. It's not that long. Give it a listen. Give the whole thing a listen. I'm just giving you a little teaser from it. But you know what? It is so fun to be, I don't know, like to be somebody's cock slut, to just really, really love everything about the guy you're with and his dick. I mean, dicks are powerful. They really, they they wield a lot of power. And I love being, I don't know, is it right to say like at the mercy of a guy's dick, just when I'm really, really, oh, so fucking crazy about him and the way, oh, and just getting teased by him and that, that wonderful cog of his, it's so much fun. It's this, this is like, this is the stuff of dreams, guys. I mean, I know this sounds a little silly, but if you can get your partner this interested in your dick and ladies, if you can get this just full on captivated and focused and turned on and excited by your man's dick, I mean, oh, you're going to be, everybody's happy. This is a win-win. This is a win-win. So if you want her to worship your cock, I would definitely give this episode a listen. Ladies, give me your feedback on this one too. If you agree with me or not, I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love your feedback on any of these episodes, of course. Always remember, CuriousGirlDiaries.com. Pink tab on the right-hand side. Leave me a voicemail. Let me know your thoughts. All right. Well, love you all. Enjoy this last little segment and Merry Christmas. Trust me, you've gotten into my head and that's not easy to do. That's a, that's a long game play. So I don't want people to think that getting their girl digmatized is casual. Okay, it's not casual. And especially for me, it's not casual. There's no casual digmatization. I think this is why, and honestly, I think this might be why guys send dick pics. They falsely believe you're some fiend for for a stranger's dick. But if I don't have carnal knowledge of your dick, then I literally could care less. And most likely, I'm going to be offended by this. So sorry, guys, there aren't these legions of dick nymphos out there just dying for your cock just because you have one. So I'm sorry, but whoever sold you on that idea, they just flat out lied. They fucking lied to you. Okay. Now, let me break down though what it is because there's kind of like this trifecta. All right. First is the way it looks. Even how it looks in jeans or underwear. If you see a bulge, you're going to stare. And maybe it's how men feel when they see breasts. For me, 
it's got to be I've, it's got to be shaved and trimmed. I don't want anything obstructing my view. Let me see it. All right. I want to admire that big, beautiful cock. Women are visual too. Okay. So don't forget this guys. Keep it well groomed. And if you want our mouths to water and our pussies to get wet just by looking at it, then you better put some time and effort into the presentation. We're all about the presentation. Okay. And honestly, there are times when just seeing, when just seeing it, like ugh, just seeing it drives me crazy. And watching him tease me makes me insane. I want it in my mouth or inside me. That's instantly like what I'm thinking. My brain just boom, you know, is focused on that. And when I see that, oh, when I see that angry, like raging hard on, <laughs> oh my God, my head just pops off. I'm not going to lie. I mean, a really hard dick with good blood flow lets me know you're healthy. And that cave woman in me wants that, you know, we want the fittest males. I don't know. I know this sounds funny, but we all have, I call this like primal lizard brain. And you just, there's certain things for me about a man that, that tap into that cave woman thing. And it's, 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 he's, for me, it's that he's, he's taller and bigger than me and he's muscular and strong and fit and, and his dick is looks nice and is rock hard, you know, and like I can see there's good blood flow. I know it's crazy. I don't know. I'm just trying to tell you guys like all these weird little things that you wouldn't know about that sort of this is what is attracting females. And because again, we're wired for this caveman, cavewoman stuff. It doesn't mean that she wants to have a baby with you, but subliminally, like we're picking the we're picking these fit males the strongest of the herd, you know, just like men are probably looking to women like good breeders. You don't, you may not know this about why you're, you know, maybe you like a hips a certain size, those, those baby hips or whatever. It's, it's strange stuff, but it's all just this very primitive, primal, old world DNA. It's in us and it comes out. And for women, especially when we see a man's physique and especially his cock. Okay. So what does this mean? This, first of all, this means no hobo dick. Okay, guys, no hobo dick. What is hobo dick? Hobo dick is unkept, long, crazy pubes that look unwashed, unkept, ungroomed, out of control. Like you show up, you don't even put any effort into showering, any of that stuff. It's a huge turnoff. No woman wants to fuck hobo dick, okay? I don't know. Do you want to fuck hobo pussy? <laughs> no. You know, you want a woman that's clean and taking care of herself and good hygiene. Well, hobo dick, when we see, I think, long unkept pubes, for me anyway, that triggers the hobo dick thing. Like this guy doesn't take care of himself, bad genes, bad DNA. Therefore, like my cave woman brain's like, nope, don't want that pass on that one. Okay. Just letting you know, these are true, true isms. Okay. Next step to getting her dickmatized. Okay. You got to know how to dick her down good. Guys have a good stroke game. Like if you don't know what that is, just look it up. Just Google it. Good stroke game. You need to know how to, it's more about how you use your dick than just the size of it. And don't just jackhammer all the time. I mean, your dick, your dick is a weapon. It can be used for good or bad. So, but use it for good and just slay her with it. Like make her just go crazy for it. And I don't know, like I love porn, but I also have to say that there's a lot of misrepresentation about what women want in porn. 
And I wish guys understood this better. And I'm sorry that there's this whole generation of men that have grown up watching this crap, thinking like, this is what women want. That it's just a like, we just want to be pounded, that we just want to be jackhammered. And that and that's good enough. I mean, it's not good enough. It's not satisfying. You're, you're not going to have a woman digmatized if you're just jackhammering the fuck out of her all the time. I'll give a little side note. I was watching some going through like all of my uh, hookup sites and, you know, somebody reached out and, and uh, of course I'm looking at his profile. He had some videos up and there's just this video of him just jackhammering away on this woman. And she was silent. Her head was like face down, stuffed in a pillow. And... And it was like five minutes of him just pound, 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 pound. And I'm thinking like, she wasn't even moaning or making any noises. I'm going, I know exactly what that woman's thinking because we've all been there, ladies. It's just like, well, this motherfucker just hurry the fuck up and come. Like, just come, get it over with. Like, I just want to put my pants on and go. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of your shitty lovemaking or fucking or whatever you want to call it. It sucks. <laughs> so I almost left a comment to be like, um, did this do anything for her? Because I can see, I was looking at the comments like guys were leaving. They're like, yeah, way to grab that ass or fuck that, you know, fucking that pussy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, what a bunch of low level thinkers. No, this is not what women want. Okay, so I'll give a caveat to that though. Okay, I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear. Okay, there are times when absolutely hitting my A spot and pounding the fuck out of me feels good. It can't be the only thing you do. It can't be the only tool in your tool belt. You need to have an arsenal of, like I said, when you dick a woman down, it's about a good stroke game. A good stroke game is like a strategy that you utilize and you play different end games all the time and you mix it up and it's not just the same old shit. Okay. So I'm just being honest, just want to give you guys some advice. Okay. One way to sort of help if you really want to help get her digmatized is first of all, you need to have like get her looped up. Okay. A really great way to do this and teasing her. And a great way to do this is a good sensual massage. If you really want to drive her crazy guys, I mean like really crazy. The craziest I ever am is when is after a guy has had his hands all over me, he's been rubbing me, He's been teasing me. And that whole time I feel how hard his dick is and maybe sweeping across my ass, close to my asshole, close to my pussy when he flips me over, but he's not putting it in. Oh, this. And then maybe I'll even get to touch it a little bit while he's touching me and massaging me. This teases the fuck out of me. And by the time he finally puts his dick in me, oh my gosh, you're going to hear me gasp and moan. If she gasps and moans when you finally put her your dick in her, oh, you're on the right track. You have been doing something right. Whatever you've been doing, do it. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.